one of the local unis here in town, more people go to the restaurant at the clubhouse than actually play golf. When you have good food after a round and you can grab yourself a shrimp wrap or what you call it, a catfish sandwich or something, I mean, you can't be that when you're on your way home. Back at it again, Birdie's Not BS. Your man Dougie Fresh here alongside Mr. Goodley. Ben Goodley, what's going on, homie? Hanging out, man. Drinking a little bourbon, hanging out. Hold on, what you drinking though? We talking bourbon, you know. I'm from KY, dog. We gotta get into it. What you sipping on? Cause I know, you know, if anybody knows how to talk about what pairs well as far as food and drinking golf, nobody better than you. So what you sipping on? So if I'm drinking straight, typically it's gonna be Mictors or Bullet. Mictors ride mm. tonight. If I'm gonna mix it up, probably gonna be something like a Buffalo Trace, cause I'm not mixing something that costs too much budget. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. A little Michter's rye tonight, nothing too much. I still don't know why you're drinking rye. Like, we were talking before we started recording, like, like as a man from Kentucky, you know, rye whiskey was invented because they ran out of the certain stuff that you need to create the bourbon in its truest form. It's the backup, it's the backup brew. Why are you drinking secondhand brew, man? Well, because I can't go to the grocery store because I got positive COVID test, so I'm on quarantine. <laughs> so, the only, thing in the, <laughs> the only thing in the house is rye, so I'm drinking rye, and trust me, what you call it. my office is actually in Louisville, Kentucky. Live in New Orleans, Louisiana, but my office address okay. is actually Louisville. So, best friend right. went to school in Lexington, UK. So, been up there many a time. Drank a lot of bourbon to the crib. To the crib. Yeah, All right, exactly. That made me feel good. So, Ben, for the people out there that don't follow you and haven't met you just yet, glad they're meeting you right here. Birdie's not BS. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I know you be in the kitchen when you can. I know you got some other ancillary things. I know you're a golf nut, but just let us know, man. What's happening? Where you at? Where you from? I mean, most importantly, I'm a golf addict. Um, live in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I'm a food blogger, food photographer. Um, I think that um, I think that food is one of the most integral parts of our life, which is why the title of my website, my blog, is "Food Is Love Made Edible." Because I think food is one of the ways that we show we care about people, and one of the ways that I show my family I love them is by cooking for them. Same way that my mom, my grandmother, all my family show they show they love me. So. Again, being from Louisiana, a lot of Cajun Creole food. I eat a lot yeah, of gumbos, a lot of etouffees. Can you uh, email me some of all that that you blogging about? I need that like ASAP Rocky. I say you ain't got none of that out there in Arizona. No. <laughs> you know what pisses me off about Arizona when we talk about food? We'll get to the topic here in a minute, people. But right now, I just I, I don't understand how I can't find authentic Mexican food in Arizona. Ben, it's, I, I can't find it. Like, you would think... <laughs> Not to be like, you know, borderline racist, like, hey, there's a bunch of Mexican folks around here. Y'all, we can we get some Mexican food that's authentic? Can I get abuela in the kitchen, please? I don't know. I'm 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 upset about that. Well, no, but man, so, here's I the, so I have I have my what I call authentic Mexican place here in town, and then I have my auxiliary places. So if I want traditional <laughs> auxiliary, <authentic>, okay. <laughs> Then I go to my authentic place where, like, you go in and you can tell when you walk in. The TVs mm -hmm. are not on English. The TVs are on. It's in Spanish. All they watch is Mexi Mexican soccer. You know, you're getting the real deal. True, yeah. true Mexican food, which is what it is. That's what I love. All right. I mean, if I go out to the west side, like way west side, Phoenix, you, you can drive two hours in any direction and still be in this damn city. So, yes, there is there is authentic food, but it's not close to where I'm at. So let me just clear it up for the people that's like, Doug's talking shit about the Mexican food in Arizona. Yes, it's still, it's there. 
but it's you got to find a boiler in the kitchen like an hour and a half away. I'm not going. I'm not going. But Ben, that's a great. This is a great time to enter into why I wanted to chop with you today, right here on this week's episode. Birdie's not BS. I needed a chef. I needed someone that knows the game of golf. Well, I I, I saw your you know <laughs> breaking sawgrass. You do love the game. All right, so let me just say that. You are an addict. That is facts. We're going to work on some things. You and I are going to get together. We're going to get you right. Hey. But I need to understand something. When we're talking about what pairs well with golf, I'm not talking about wine, although we might get into that a little bit. I want to know, like, food. Like When we're going to these different places and different clubs, and, and there's some clubs out there that have some interesting things on the menu, but, but I want to know from you, like, what what's some of the more... Uh, interesting items that you've seen as we're all traveling around and playing this game of golf so i'm extremely simple when it comes to the golf course because i'm always i don't ever trust golf courses have that great of food just don't trust them because it's fair it's a it's, fryer it's, exactly it's a fryer. so i'm a, i'm really bored when it comes to golf i'm a club sandwich kind of person club sandwich bag of chips a couple beers that's all i really want but there are, um, especially here in New Orleans, you get some golf courses where they have really good food attached to them. One of the local munis here in town, more people go to the restaurant at the clubhouse than actually play golf. How can a muni have the best food in town? Like, what, what's, what's it, going on there? It's a little mom-and-pop Creole place. that they, have mm-hmm. two, they had a location before, had another location. It's in one of the older black neighborhoods in town. And the people in that, the people in that neighborhood... A lot of them don't play golf, but they know the restaurant has good food. So you go on a Sunday morning, there's people there in their church clothes, eating brunch while you are playing golf. And Hold on, I hold mean, on now, hold on, stop, because I know it ain't near Charles Street. You're talking about Muni out in Black Oh, no, 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 no. But look, I want to know, what's, hold on, shout them out. What's the name of the course? Where do they get this, this food, man? I mean, it's, so it's Joe Bartholomew, uh, Joe Bartholomew I, Golf Course. I, yep, Joe Bartholomew. I've been there. Yep. It's been a while. Um, name I didn't the know golf. the food was banging there, though. Well, so it's just recent. It's been about a year. So the name of the restaurant is called Munchies, uh, Munchies Factory. And mm. but if you've been to Joe Barthol, you know it's in the middle of the neighborhood. It's in and, the middle of the neighborhood. The neighborhood. And I mean, it has a great history. There's a great reason behind the name Joe Bartholomew, um, which mm-hmm. we won't get into too much now because it's a long story. But it's a long, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a black golf architect in the 1920s, you built a whole bunch of golf courses, but you never got a chance to play them. I mean, his mm-hmm. story should be mm-hmm. told more, and thankfully it has been told more, but. It's a golf course. It's the hidden gem in New Orleans. And hey, when you have good food after a round and you can grab yourself a shrimp wrap or what you call it, a catfish sandwich or something, I mean, you can't beat that when you're on your way home. You know what? I was at Champions Gate. I used to work there. A lot of people don't know this. I used to work the range at Champions Gate. And uh, it's in Orlando, Florida. It's way out, way out outside. Sounds, sounds real prestigious. Davenport. It's Davenport, Florida. Anyway, they had this steak wrap, man. I feel like golf courses are really good at having like, like handhelds. Have you seen like the different handheld options? Like as a chef, food blogger, like what can we look for to keep it healthy, keep it authentic, but also have some flair in the handhelds? I mean, I think anything like a grilled shrimp wrap, especially down here, like yes, you got shrimp down, you can get it out of yeah, the water. You can't get that. I'm like, in Phoenix, man. We I would say even... every course down here is gonna have a grilled shrimp wrap, or a lot of places some sort of grilled chicken wrap. A lot of, if it's hot like it is right now down here, I mean, it's pushing 105, 110 with the humidity. I'm not doing any sort of mayonnaise or any sort of mm-hmm. dairy-based sauce. Fair. So I'm staying away from that. But a lot of times, like a shrimp wrap or a grilled chicken wrap, something like that, that you can do with a bag of chips or something like that. I think That's the I second time you've mentioned chips, Ben. Like you a chip. I think, sounds like you a cheap, chip-eating-ass dude, man. It's, just, it's, it's easy. 
chips in a sandwich is really easy. I don't eat, I don't eat at the turn. That's just not me. Like I much rather enjoy my round of golf because I don't get to do it too often. But do you drink at the turn, Ben? But do you drink at the turn? It depends on what time it is and how hot it is. All right, let me let me let me let me take it somewhere real quick because there's two dishes that I've heard of at different golf courses. All right, and I'm gonna start with the burger dog. I was gonna say we had to start with that. We gonna start with the burger dog because what you know there's a course called uh, there's Chaparral Pines uh, up in Payson, uh, Arizona, and they're like they have the burger dog. Right. What pisses me off about the burger dog is the fact that. It ain't nothing but some hamburger meat, oblong in, in, in a shape, put in a ham or a hot dog bun. It's not that creative, Ben. That's what I'm saying. It's not a creative sandwich. Why does it get so much acclaim in the in the in the chef world? Well, not the chef world, the damn golf world. It ain't nothing but a hamburger on a hot dog bun. What the hell, man? It really doesn't bother me. I just don't see why it should be one of the main conversations at a it's, women's it's like... major tournament. But that's <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> what do I? What do I know exactly? I mean, what is the? Do you even know where the burger dog comes from? Like, I don't even know. I, I, I have no idea. I'm asking you like with a blank slate, just me being curious. I have no idea. I think somebody was just like, hot dogs is popping. Let's put some meat on on the bun too, and see if we can make this take off. I think somebody forgot to buy the damn hamburger buns. Excuse my language. I think that's what damn. happened. I think so. <laughs> We can say all that. This is Birdie's Not BS, dog. We ain't on no network. This ain't beyond the fairway. We right here, me and you. Works about? for me. I think somebody <laughs> forgot to buy the hamburger buns. What's the little hot roll, hot dog rolling machines that they have at all the gas yep. stations and I don't stuff even know that they, they have call, at the golf course? Exactly. Somebody had one of those to say, you know what? Why buy hot dog? Why buy hamburger buns? We can buy one bun. We can put all these things <laughs> on the same little heating roller, and we sell them all together. But the thing is, the burger dogs are like they're like they're like box press cigars. They're not even like round. They're like, you know, they're they're square or rectangle. I don't know what shape you want to call it. See, I, like I've, I've never, I've never been at a nice enough course to enjoy one of these delicacies. So when I get that invitation, um, you know, out, out to San Francisco area, I'll be happy to report back to you. Well, if you want to come out to, you know, Arizona, although I'm not a big fan of Chaparral Ponds. Yeah, I said it out here on Birdie's Not BS. I'm not a fan of the golf course. It's too target golfy for me. I want to hit driver. I don't want to hit five iron, seven iron on par four. It's just not my thing. But we can go up there. There's a great course across the street called uh, The Rim. We can go play 36 holes and we can have a burger dog and talk about it. I can't hit any club, so it doesn't really matter to me where we go. We we need to we might have to like do a let's get technical segment so that we can get your stuff together. Here's one thing. I I've never been privileged enough to play at Pine Valley. It's just I'm just uh, not. I don't have I don't have that caliber of friends. Actually, I have three friends that are members at Pine Valley, but I've never got the invite. So, let's just let's get that out in the open. Um I've heard rumors that Pine Valley has a turtle soup. Mm, I love turtle soup. I've never had. To, give me some information. You're I a food blogger. Soup. Let's describe it. I give. I want to pa- paint it <sighs> so I can taste it. It's a very earthy, deep, rich soup. Um, the I probably had it five or six times. It's always very thin. So think of it. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just something you have to try. It, it is a delicacy down here in New Orleans. If you go to the nicer restaurants, especially in the French Quarter, it'll usually be on the menu. Really? It's just one. It's just one of those things that you just you have to try. Now I don't know if they make it the same way at Pine Valley. Who knows? I mean, they're so fancy. They may do something different. 
They so fancy, they may have hired some chef from New Orleans to come up there and cook it for them. They probably did. Know. They probably got it in the etouffee um, and all that in there. Exactly. <laughs> um, it is, it's one of those things that I eat in the wintertime when it's cold, because I'm not eating gumbo and soup like that when it's hot outside. I'm not eating no hot soup when it's 100 degrees outside. It's fair. Ain't, I just I'm not drinking it. hot coffee if it's over 85. Put that ice on there, man. Oh, I had, I had hot coffee on my walk today this morning, so I mean it's... How you walking outside with COVID, man? You're supposed to keep your ass in the house. I'm, no, excuse me. You don't have COVID. You were test positive. You have a positive testing. Now, not around people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, here's the thing I got. Because, you know, it gets... With the condensed PGA Tour, like, major calendar, all right? Now it's like there's a major, like, every week. Yeah. Like, U.S. Open, I understand. It's after the 4th of July, usually two, three weeks later. And I get the hot dogs and the hamburger, all American. Like you say, you like chips. There's going to be some chips out there, some baked beans, some sweet potatoes. I get it. There's Works some, for not me. sweet potatoes. Some potato salad. Let me ask you something interesting. I know, like, Augusta has its cuisine. It's got the pimento cheese sandwiches and barbecue sandwiches and uh, $2 beers, etc. I want to know from you, like, is should we have, like, set menus, like a black people barbecue, like, per each individual major like we'll take the u.s open out because that's like fourth of july like i get it but should like like should augusta have a certain thing and should should you know the, the british open excuse me the open champion i i don't know when it changed i always call it the british open but now it's the open and i get ridiculed for it open championship the pga championship let me ask you this which what what, what should we eat per the majors so so when we so when we go to augusta what you're saying is that the the folks of the lighter side of the hand go to the pimento cheese line and the folks of the darker side of the hand, they go to the deviled egg, the deviled eggs line. I didn't say that. You did. That's not what I've said. I just, I'm just trying to figure out what we should eat per the major that's being played. I mean, I think that everybody should just come to the Zurich down in New Orleans where we get charboiled oysters, we get shrimp po'boys, we get you get what you call some debris roast beef po' boys. You can get what you call it some shrimp salad, some oysters. I salad. haven't eaten yet, damn it! Now I can't have none of that shit you're talking about. Because I, I mean, got all, some... all the stuff you want to eat, like all this stuff that you want, is just in Louisiana. I mean, it's just easy. But if if we look at, I mean, it really should be based on where the major is at. So if you look at, say, uh, where was the PGA? Kiowa, which is Kiowa, like, it's like Charleston, South Carolina. No, it's further south. It's in uh, Sea Island, Georgia. Okay, Sea Island. Just, I'm just yeah. Carolina, Georgia. I, I'm not going to judge you. So but really, when it comes to that, the PGA should have no hand in what food they're serving there. It really should be on, say, the people hosting the tournament themselves. Mm. I would say that for any tournament, it really the PGA or whoever is the quote unquote paying the rights to have their name on it should have no hand in what the food is because they don't know. They come for one week. If it's a major, they come once every 10 years and then they go on somewhere else. They don't know. But that's just me. I'm that. All right, hold on. Okay, look, I'm gonna I'm take a different route. So, I, all right, PGA's in the low country. We should have some crab boils and you know some some low yeah, country yeah. fare. Augusta. All right, we'll keep it with the barbecue, the pimento cheese. All right, with with the U.S. Open Fourth of July barbecue and uh, maybe fish and chips for the Open champion. I, I'm being I'm fine stereotypical. With, I'm there. perfectly. I'm, hey, I love fish and chips. I'm well, hold fine on. Let me that. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this one. You win the you win the the Masters, right? The following Ooh. year, you get to pick the menu. So, Ben, 
You've mm-hmm. won. I've actually, thought, I've actually thought about this. I, I think we all have thought about this. I, 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 thought I, about I would this. I would serve some authentically Negro knees food. I'm gonna be honest with you. It would be grandmama's up in the kitchen with both feet in pots. But what I want to know, what I'm thinking about, if you're gonna have your dinner at Augusta, mm-hmm. three courses. What you thinking about? Because I'm I'm trying to get with you right now. Tell me what's going on in your mind. So I've I've, I've thought about this many times, and so. The way that I look at it is I'm going to bring in three or four people to run the kitchen because I don't trust them to do stuff right. I mean, when it comes to I mean, I'm sure they've got probably one of the best wine sellers in the world, blah, 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 probably best chefs in the world, too. But my grandmother is coming in and she's running the kitchen because if we I'm not mad, if, I'm if not mad. Be, None of you, nothing you just said. I'm not mad. So and probably chef. Emerald Lagasse is probably going to work with my grandmother hand in hand. So we're going we're gonna to start off with a... That's a touch cliche. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Just a touch but his cliche. Re- his restaurants are so good, though. That's fair. No, I'm not, I mean, not saying he's not great. I'm just saying it's cliche. You being in New Orleans... You know, yeah, but you gotta you gotta give Lugassi, something to the you I gotta just, give something to the members because they're paying all that money. You gotta do something okay. to. No, I'm, not, so. I'm not mad. I'm just I'm just calling you out. I'm just so saying. to start off, we'd start off with a trio of oysters. So we do mm. raw, Troy uh, broiled, uh, and Rockefeller. Just so you know, where, get where are you getting them from, though? Where are we gonna get them? Where the, where the oysters coming from? Uh, so the the raw some murder points are my favorite oysters some murder point Alabama I am I grew up in Alabama so I have a certain love to Alabama um some murder okay. it's outside of Mobile Alabama uh Charb World eh, it don't really matter some some sort of Gulf oyster and the Rockefeller just some sort of Gulf oyster um where, wherever they buy them uh my man so I'm starving. I know. This second is, second is. course is grandmother's course. So we're gonna we're gonna do a so the what we'll call the quote unquote soup course, or we're gonna do a smothered okra, which is my favorite dish that my grandma both my grandmother and my grandma cooked it. So smothered okra with some chicken and sausage. A little app little second appetizer. Um mm. Third course, we're gonna do a uh, what you call it, a beer can chicken, so a drunken chicken. Um, both my you spatchcock that thing, spatchcock it too. No, yeah. no, we gonna you we can't gonna, do it if you beer can it. No, you can't do that. If you yeah, that's can. what I'm saying. We gonna we gonna no, shove that beer can up his butt and we are gonna sit that baby in a smoker and let it let it smoke for a few hours. Whew, man. And then for I'm dinner, and I were for dessert, just a good old bread pudding. Nothing, nothing mm. better than a bread pudding. And gonna be a lot of wine, a lot of bourbon, a, a lot of red what wine. Pa- what pairs well with a a beer ch- can chicken from a wine perspective? That's I don't I don't I don't know if I know that answer. I drink so I drink Pinot Noirs from Oregon and um, uh, um what you call it Spanish Reds. Those that's what I drink. I didn't know you was a Somalian. I'm not. I just like wine. No, if I'm it, kidding. I know that it's a sommelier. I'm, I'm kidding. That's a joke, people. Because somebody's gonna be like, "Did that motherfucker just say Somalian? Is that what he said?" Yes, I did. I did I knew say he, that. I knew, was he was, a joke. I knew he was from Versailles. I knew it. God dang it. I'm yeah, from Versailles. Was... Damn it. Why do people keep messing with my where I'm from? It's messed up. The funny thing is, if you go to Kentucky and you say Versailles, they're gonna be like, "Where the hell is Versailles? Like, what? The... It's Versailles. Damn it. What are you talking hey, about? I did. I did it once when we were what? Bur- what? Um, December. We were on our way to Wild Turkey. And I, I that's said, where my mama's it. from. She's from Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Shout yeah, out. we were on our way to Wild Turkey, and I said that. Somebody was like, "Excuse me, what?" <laughs> you can be, what the hell are you talking about? It, I ain't no Versailles in France. This is yep. Kentucky. It's for, we we like to say the letters. You got to say all the Versailles. You know what I'm saying? It's, ain't nothing sigh. 
Ain't nothing S-A-I in that word. You know what I mean? It's, it's L-L-E-S. We got to get it all out. That's all I'm saying. Now, Ben, look, you've played golf all over the country. You know, you've been fortunate enough to play a few places. Have you ever just run into any food item where you're like, what the absolute hell is that? You look at food different, right? You look at f food as this, uh, this uniter. Are there any foods that you've seen that might be a divider? Like, have you ever seen, like, ghost pepper tata chips? I won't say a particular food. I'll just say that, to me, food at a golf course should be utilitarian. It serves a purpose. I'm not really going to a golf course to dine out. If I'm going to dine out, I'm getting my reservation. I'm taking the missus out, and I'm getting dressed up. So when I see food at the turns that you have to eat with a knife and fork, I do not understand it at all. I understand some people may sit down for an hour and a half at the turn to eat. I'm not one of those people. You would hate golf in Mexico or, let me venture to say, golf in Latin America. I'm just going to tell you right now. You'd hate it. I'm going to tell you why. Here you go. You play five holes, you get to a turn shack. But the turn shack is actually a full-out restaurant, and the people that are playing golf actually take time to have breakfast there. So you eat breakfast five holes into your round, you take a 45-minute intermission, you come back with a full belly, got to hit the shot on six. That's a fact. Like, I've lived it. I've seen it. I've lived it. You talk to my wife, all her family, they play. And then you know what happens what pisses me off? Is you play 16 holes, and you get back to that same damn shack, and you do it all over again. So, Round of so, golf takes seven and a half hours in Latin America. I was going to say, so, so I get to play golf once a week, <laughs> maybe, because I have a three-year-old at home. So my four-hour round of golf that I'm allotted once a week, now I have to ask my wife, who's at home with a three-year-old, hey, can I stay out for seven hours because we have to have two meals? Yeah, see, I ain't playing. Yeah, you got to ask, gonna too. I'm not going to get allowed to yeah, go. I got I to gotta, I gotta ask, too. That's the most humbling. That's the humbling, most humbling pie you can have. It's like, hey, um, I got a tea time. Do you mind if I play golf an hour away? Ooh. That's a tough conversation with kids. See, we, we, we came up with rules and guide, rules and guidelines that I abide no, by. No, no, no. We're going we to save that. <laughs> save that. We're going to need that for another topic. People are going to have to tune in for our next topic to get that information. But real quick, birdies are BS. All right, I got to talk about it. We got to get to it. Pimento cheese sandwiches. Absolute birdies. birdies. Absolute birdies. See, I'm the opposite. Says bullshit. I, I love it. I love do it. Do you really? I really it's the, do. It's the, what's the little red thing in there I don't like? That's the what pimento, I don't like about the pimento. The pimento peppers. That's just pimento. I don't yeah. like that. That's what. That's yeah. exactly what the hell I don't like. So like, I'm like, two bourbons like, in, so forgive me. I'm just being honest. No, you that's did. Like, when it comes to, I mean, I got into golf about five years ago. But, like, since I really got into golf, Sunday of the Masters, I'm making a big pole pimento cheese, and I'm getting me some white bread, some crackers, and some prosciutto, and I'm having a day. That's my Sunday at the Masters. Okay, Sunday at the Masters. All right, number two. We talked about it earlier. I'm going to bring it back to you. Burger dogs. Birdies or BS? TBD. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I know. It's like the sandwich that like, people created because they ran out of some shit. I get it. Uh, it's like, I mean, we, like you I'll said. Give, I'll, give it bur I'll give it birdies because, I mean, it's... Went two for two birdies. I'll give it because it's just it's it's the same thing as a hamburger. I mean that's all it is. So I mean it's not like it's not gonna taste good. But if a certain club in Northern California would love would like to invite me out to try it, I'll be happy to give a review of it. Um, all right, last question I got. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna twist it up a little bit. It's unfood related. It's non food related. Yeah, what's up? 
I saw you play golf on oh. Breaking Sawgrass. Mm. I got to see, you know, the Eric worst. Anders Lang and Joe Joe Hooks and the dude from Golf uh, Golf Journal. Y'all Mr. went out there. Mr. Tom y'all Coyne. played. There you go, Tom Coyne. Y'all played eighteen holes with Sunday pins at the Players Championship the day after Players Championship. I saw the whole thing. I thought it was put together really well. Shout out to Eric Anders Lang Random Golf Club. Birdies or BS, how you played at Sawgrass. <laughs> I, I see, I like how you phrased the question, how I played. Um, <laughs> there, <laughs> well, there were no birdies. <laughs> there was a lot of BS. There was a lot of BS. Um, the, ex- oh, the, ex- the, experi- the experience was birdies. My play was BS. <laughs> but after, if anyone has seen it, um, don't watch it if you haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, your attitude was birdies, though, homie. Like for real, real talk. I, you had the I, best. I, 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 do I can play golf it. with you. I can play golf with you any day of the week, any course. I'm really not lost, that bad. I'm really you lost not that bad. Sixteen and a half golf balls in eighteen holes, and you had a smile on your face and jays on your feet. And sir, I salute you I for how you played, man. Hey, Ben, how do the people get a hold of you, man? That's listening in. They like your swag. They want to know more about the food blog. Where do we find you at, man? Socials is Mr. Goodly Cooks. Um, my website, my food blog is Food is Love Made Edible because, like I always say, say it one more time. Say it one more time. Food is what? Food is Love Made Edible because that's how we show people we love them. F- food is that a is there a dot com dot net yeah, dot food TV, is love dot- made edible dot com. Okay, pay, all right. I pay for it. All right, man. I appreciate you. Yo, Ben Goodley coming in here. Hold me down. Birdie's Not BS. You know how to find him. You know how to find us. Birdie's Not BS.com. We on them socials at Birdie's Not BS. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Holla at us, man. We out of here. Till next time, go make some birdies and, like, limit the BS. Holla. Holla. <laughs>